So the point for today, I'm not going to review all the previous ones. Uh, I want to try to keep it simple for everybody. The point for today is Christian affliction can be severe. Christian affliction can be severe. Well, Christian suffering can be severe. Either way works. Both are true. So the verse where this comes from is verse 8 of 2 Corinthians chapter 1. It says, uh, Paul writing to the Corinthians, he's been explaining about affliction and suffering and God's comfort uh, enabling him to endure. He writes, For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. And I'm going to stop there, even though that is a very depressing place to stop. But that is where this point come, comes from, that Christian suffering can be severe. Christian suffering can be severe. Christian affliction can be severe. Paul writes that he was so utterly burdened beyond their strength that they despaired of life itself. That is not a verse that you're going to find in a lot of Christian coffee mugs and t-shirts. Um, it means that he was overwhelmed, that he was burdened excessively and beyond measure. It was extreme, so much so that he didn't know if he could go on living even. And I know it's not uh, a real encouraging message when you first hear it, but it is important to acknowledge that Christian affliction can be severe. Uh, Christians are not delusional. Like a lot of people think that we are. We are realistic. We see the world as it is, and we recognize that it gets really hard. Being a Christian can be very difficult and painful. Um, Christians understand what Paul is referring to in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9, where he writes, We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. A lot of people enter Christianity thinking that the only thing that is true is the second half of each of those statements. That we as Christians are not crushed, we're not driven to despair, we're not forsaken, and we're not destroyed. And those things are true, but the first half of those statements are also true. Sometimes we are afflicted, perplexed, persecuted, and struck down. These things do happen to Christians. In this world and it's important to just acknowledge it and recognize that that's part of the Christian experience so this means a number of things there I brainstormed some applications of this and you are probably gonna be able to think of others uh, but I'll just list these off to you that occurred to me today as I was preparing for this one thing that this means is that it's okay to feel what you're feeling and a lot of the pastoral counseling that I do sometimes that's the main thing that people need to hear that when you are afflicted and suffering, it's okay to feel what you're feeling. It is hard. It does get painful. Um, it means that, that because you experience even severe suffering, that doesn't mean that you're a second-rate Christian. Even Paul himself experienced this extreme, severe suffering in the course of his ministry. It means that we probably shouldn't say things like, it's all going to be okay. 
because that's a little bit too general and people might take that to mean that we think everything's going to be great and there's not going to be any pain. That's not necessarily true. It is very painful often in this fallen world. We should say things instead like, trust in the Lord, he can help you endure. That is true. That is scripturally sound advice. Uh, it means that if you right now feel like you are suffering severely, that you're not alone. Christians have felt this way, do feel this way. Paul felt this way. The Psalms are full of um, language that helps us express prayers when we feel that way. So you're not alone. This is part of the Christian experience. It means that we don't have to act stronger than we are, and we don't have to act like we have it all together any more than we do. Being a Christian isn't being perfect. It's not being above feeling pain at all. We still experience these things. It just means that we rely on God to see us through these things. And that's really the, the last thing I'll land on. It means that we do need to rely on God and not ourselves, but that gets into tomorrow's daily devotion, so I'm not going to go down that path today. Uh, I do want to clarify something Meredith brought up as she was doing this lovely artwork behind me. She brought up this question, and I want to clarify. The reason I stated it this way, that Christian affliction or suffering can be severe, is because that's really what Paul is talking about now at this point in the passage. Paul began the passage in verse 3 very general. He said things like, uh, God comforts us in all our affliction so that we can comfort others in any affliction. He was being really general. So these concepts do cover, I think, all affliction, including some of the things we're experiencing during the coronavirus. And then he got more specific as he went on and started to talk about Christ's suffering specifically. So he began to talk about the the suffering that is unique to Christians. And then here he's getting very, very specific about his actual experience of suffering in Christian ministry in Asia. So the question is, does this apply, all this that we've been talking about, does it only apply to Christian ministry suffering, like uh, missionaries in foreign fields or Christian martyrs? Or can we apply these things to ourselves as Christians navigating uh, all this isolation and social distancing and uncertainty about the future and all these things we're experiencing right now in America. I believe we can apply it to our lives right now as Christians because we navigate all of this as Christians. So we're not just coping with these things like everybody else is and, and just trying to survive it. We're doing that while trusting and following Jesus. We're doing that while looking for ways to minister to people, serve people, share the gospel with people. So that gets to the assignment for this daily devotion. I'd love to hear ways that you have found to serve people during all this coronavirus stuff. Either ways that you've already found that you have been or are serving people or ideas you have of ways you can serve people or ways the church can serve people. Uh, that's it for today, and I'm going to read to close out from verse 3 through 11 to give you the full scope of the passage, because just reading verse 8 is pretty bleak, but in the full context, you can see how it's not bad, it's actually good. 
So I'm going to read those verses, and that'll be it for us today. Thank you guys for participating. So 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same things that we suffer. You will also share in our comfort. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. You also must help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many.